And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. It's time to spend some time talking about money, and who better to do that than Luke Smith from Envision Financial? Good afternoon. Mate, how are we? We good? Very good indeed, and yep. we're back in the studio again. We are. Because, Very excited. Uh, uh, thanks to the changing COVID-19 advice here in the ACT. The masks you still have to wear until midnight tonight. Right. But we've been told we're okay to have you in the studio today. Well, so that's go. fantastic. And hopefully we'll keep our fingers crossed that uh, it stays that way and we mm. don't have to go back to the more serious restrictions, unlike those unfortunate people in Sydney where things are not going terribly well at the moment. So no, thoughts with them at the moment. Mm. Tough now, one. Talking about money yes. and superannuation in particular, which of course I, I presume is your bread and butter, isn't it? Superannuation. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Today's topic is an interesting one because mm. um, a while ago you weren't actually allowed to do this. The rules did not allow it, but now the rules do, and it's called super splitting. Yes. And that means uh, you are dividing up your split, your superannuation. Uh, between you and your other half yep. uh, in a way that it's maybe money coming from your income or from your other half's income and you can direct it where you want it to go, whereas once upon a time you couldn't do that. Yeah, so that's exactly right. This strategy isn't going to be for everybody. Uh, this strategy is primarily a choice around what to do with money that you have directed to superannuation. So we know that we can make a contribution to superannuation either through work, which is a superannuation guarantee payment. So we get 10% now from our respective employers, government 15.4. Um, but that's that's the mandated super contribution from our employer. And we know this year that 27,500 is the most that we can put in. It was 25,000 last year, but it got indexed. And what we're talking about here is, and, and I, I use this term very, very tongue in cheek, it's, it's a married well piece of legislation. Yes. And what I mean by that is if I'm 55 and I'm going to retire at 60 and my wife is 35, let's just say she isn't, <laughs> but let's just say she is. <laughs> All you, right. Who do you think you are? <laughs> well, um, you have the ability to get to this time of year, and that's why we're talking about it now. Super splitting must be done after the end of the financial year. Right. And you can go to your respective fund and say, okay, I put $25,000 in last year and that came partly from me and partly from my employer. Yes. I would like to split that to my spouse. Right. Or significant other under the law. And what that allows you to do from a strategic perspective is move more of the accumulated super into the older person's name. And you might say, well, why would I do that? If somebody's going to reach the Commonwealth Preservation Age sooner than you are, let's get the money in their name so that you can pull it out tax-free from 60 much sooner than your respective retirement date. So if I'm 35, I can't get it till I'm 60. If I'm 55 and I can get it at 60, hey, let's get some money into my name because I can get it sooner and that may allow you to equalise your retirement dates. It may allow you to access money at super and pay down debt with tax-free capital. Um, it may allow you to build accumulation for an older generation that didn't have super over their entire working life. There are a range of uses and applications for this legislation, but I find it's one that I bring up to people's attention and they go, can you really do that? Mm. I go, yes, you really can. And they go, oh, can we go back 10 years and do it? And this is one of the things about this strategy. It's non-cumulative. Okay. So in the past, we've talked about 
putting money in yes. and claiming a deduction, and there was some legislation passed that let you catch up some years that you hadn't used that threshold. Right. This must be done on an annual basis. Right. It's one of those use it or lose it kind of things. Yes. So now's a time where you want to be sitting down over dinner with a glass of red and say to a loved one, hey, I'm 54, you're 50, who's going to get their super sooner? Oh, I think it'll be me. How about we start shoveling it over into my account? Because it can have a range of strategic benefits, some of which we touched on just before. But having access to capital sooner on a tax-free basis where you get to 60, for example, or reach your preservation age and you can take the money out, I'm yet to meet a husband that says to their significant other, I'm going to retire, you just crack on at work, I'm going fishing with the lads. Mm, that, that doesn't sound like it's going to work out terribly well. It, it doesn't end well for one part of that, that conversation. Um, but again, if we could sell to our significant others, hey, shovel the super into my name, you still get all of your tax deductions. You don't lose out on any of your thresholds. It doesn't affect anything on the personal side, so yeah. the person that's put the money in. But if you then split over 85% of your benefit to me, and that's the maximum you can split, 85%, because the ATO want their 15% contributions tax. Oh, of course they do. So 25 goes in, you can split 21250 It gets rolled over into my super, gets invested, it grows. I get to 60, I pull the money out. There's a very good chance that the significant other who's a lot younger who can't get her super will be tapping the older person on the shoulder and saying, hey... Maybe I'll cut my work hours. Mm. Maybe I'll retire with you. So it's a really good way to think about building assets in a tax-free environment from 60 to then maybe bring forward how you fund your retirement. It could be that you cease work or it could be that you just reduce your hours. But doing things together, generally I find people like that when they they talk about retirement. So is this a situation that is only useful where you've got – that age difference that you're talking about? Or are there other circumstances where you might want to split your super? Yeah, so good point. Generally speaking, the first cab off the rank is, hey, is there a significant difference? Can we bring forward that access point? Mm. Yes, that's great. With that in mind, strategically, you could also then either build up superannuation to reduce the amount that you have. So in previous shows, we've talked about the transfer balance cap, which is the maximum amount of super you can have and take a tax-free pension. If you're getting very close to that, um, one use of this, and again, check your relevant situation, but one use for this could be passing money to a loved one that's maybe been looking after kids. Let's say um, someone spent a significant amount of time at home, don't have a lot of super, this could be a good way to build up their super to try and equalise the asset ledger so that you've got two forms of retirement income that are suitable. So there's the one circumstance where there might be an age difference. There's another yep. circumstance where there might be an income difference, which you might want to address yep, correct. That's right. by so using this, that's right. e- this you, super splitting. Yeah, and, you, and remember as well, you don't have to transfer the full 85%. Yeah. You might say, well, I put 20 in, I'll split half to you and I'll keep half. You know, it's, it's, it's not limited to any one thing. It's about looking at your broader situation strategically and saying, okay, well, what do we need to be able to do? I've maxed out my accounts, so I'm going to be paying tax on benefits. Maybe I'll split that money over to you each year and cumulatively over a period of time. Like if you think about it, if you had 20000 a year over 10 years, there's hundreds of thousands of dollars oh, yes, it that you could, you could access on a tax-free basis that may yeah. say, well, the, the person that's slightly younger 
they may not have been able to get their super for six or seven years. Well, you could have just brought forward their retirement by a significant time frame. And I'd rather people know about this than, than find out at, you know, 57 that they could have been doing this for 10 years and, and you watch the, the, the tears well up in the corner of their eyes and, you know, that's why I'd rather people know about it because I think it's yeah. really underutilised. Okay. It really is. So this applies to money that you're contributing to your superannuation, but are there any forms of contributions where it does not apply? Yeah, look, great question. So this only applies to taxable contributions. So that includes salary sacrifice, personal deductible contributions and money that comes from your employer as a superannuation guarantee payment. If you take money from the sale of a house like a downsizer, you can't use it. If you take already taxed money and put it into super as a non-concessional contribution where no deduction is claimed, you can't use it. Um, So it's only to do with taxable contributions which generally come from those three sources. Okay. So what else do we need to know about uh, splitting our super? It's, it seems a relatively simple thing to do. Mm. You just need to get in touch with your super fund and uh, That's exactly ask right. the appropriate That's questions. That's exactly right. So check your fund allows it, yeah. one. Um, some, some funds may charge, some don't. So check and see if there's a cost to do it. Know where your super is going to go. So you need to fill out some paperwork and tell the fund, hey, this much has come in. I'd like to split X to this superannuation fund, which is a is a spouse, um, you need to remember that you cannot split the money to someone that has already met their preservation age. Right. Okay? That's an so important point. That's, yes. that's really good. If you think about the logic of that, you can't be splitting money to someone that can access it straight away. Right. That sort of defeats the purpose of what's going on here. So if I'm already 60 and I can retire and access my super benefits, money can no longer be split to me. So you need to do this up to your relevant preservation age, depending on the year that you're born. Um, You can only split a maximum of 85%. Um, The fund doesn't have to allow it, so check. Um, And it's non-cumulative. They're the the big ticket items. Mm. If if you go, oh, well, could I go back three years and do this? No. No. But you need to do it now because it's after the end of the financial year that super funds will accept this paperwork. So do you have a time limit uh, before it's too late? My understanding is majority of funds will let you do it before the 30th of June next year. Okay. So, but really, yeah. once we've started the financial year, the sooner the better. Well, I'm, I'm always of the ilk that, you know, if you're early, you're never late. Yes. Um, so doing it now while you're thinking about it, it's done once, send in your forms, it's all sorted. You can then invest the money in the, the fund that's receiving it. Um, and then play on from there. So really, in that respect, it's just another part of your end of financial year process at the same time that you're doing all of the necessary work to finalise your tax return. For example, you can finalise all of your super details as well for the same financial year. And that's exactly where we're at in my office at the moment. We know who's made the contributions. We know who's got that married well age difference. And, you know, we're then now chasing down the forms and starting that as the first sort of duty of the new financial year. Well, you keep talking about marrying well, but, uh, yes, I I guess that's uh, that's one of those interesting situations. I've I've married well, for the record. Good for you. So um, what are some of the reasons that people might think to, to take advantage of this particular arrangement? Because yeah. uh, there might be a, a variety of different uh, uh, motivations behind it, I guess. Yeah, correct. So one, bringing forward that access age where there's a significant age difference is useful. Two, equalising the retirement planning side of things. So using it as a great strategy to build up the superannuation of a partner that's been maybe looking after kids or been out of the workforce or been studying 
Um, so building up superannuation in an individual's name is very, very good. Looking to try and fund ways to pay off debt. So if we can make the contributions, get a deduction in your own name, and then split it to the other spouse, that may allow you to then speed up debt reduction, investments, uh, access to income streams such as pensions or transition to retirement pensions. It may speed up working five days to three days. So it's, it's about leveraging the access that you then want to use for other broader planning strategies depending on what your priorities are and what it is you're trying to achieve whilst you're in the workforce but then also when and how you retire and, and the, the means with which you fund your retirement income. Okay. So you mentioned uh, you might be able to use some tax-free money to pay off your house, ex- mm. for example. How does that work exactly? Yeah, so great example. Um, two people putting in 25000 a year, $21,250 each going into super after contributions tax. If the younger person splits that 21000 to the older person, and let's say next year they reach their preservation age, they could quit their job. Over the age of 60, you can pull the money out tax-free, and then you could use that to pay off the residual portion of your mortgage. So if you can make a contribution to super each year, get a tax deduction and reduce your income tax, and then cumulatively split it over to the older spouse, yeah. if you think about it, you're paying your house off at a maximum tax rate of 15% because the older person can quit at 60, yeah. pull the money out, pay the house off, and you're not paying down a mortgage at 39 or 49%. You're paying a mortgage down at 15% with a portion of your earnings. So the accumulative value of this can be really, really powerful, and it's something that I want people to be aware of because over time this can have a huge difference in the timing of retirement. Yeah. Um, And that can be a terrific motivation too. I mean, if you get to pay your house off, what a great thing. Oh, I'm yet to find a spouse that says, oh, yeah, I'd love to keep working, darling. You just (laughs) stay home and go fishing with your mates. (laughs) That, that, as I said earlier, that conversation never ends well for someone. So using this on a cumulative basis, you could get hundreds of thousands of dollars into superannuation because you're going to be working anyway. And depending on your age, you could be committed to being in the workforce for a significant period of time. So let's let's use that and, and, and build up the money in the older person's name so that you could then turn around and say, well, you've just hit 60, I'm only 52, I can't get my super. But now because we can take a pension out of your side, which is really partly mine, yes, I can now go to three days and... We've got more money in a tax-free pension to replace the wages that I've foregone to have a lifestyle choice of doing less work. So it's a really, really powerful strategy that ripples out into other opportunities. And I think being aware of it, it, it's really, really important. I'm joined in the studio by Luke Smith from Envision Financial. We're talking about money matters. We're talking about super splitting today. And we've gone into uh, all of the intricate ins and outs of why it might be a good idea for you. So Luke, what are the key strategy tips to remember Hmm. in relation to super splitting? Yeah. So first one, get your paperwork right. Um, Two sides to the paperwork. One, you've got to lodge it to split your fund and tell tell your fund where you want the money to go. Uh, but two, make sure you've lodged all of your necessary deduction paperwork. So you've written to the fund and said, hey, I put in 10, I'd like to claim that as a tax deduction because if you split it before you've claimed your deduction, there will be tears oh, okay. um, and you can miss out on tax deduction. So make sure that all of your first round paperwork, hey, Mr. Superfund, I've lodged this paperwork, I want to claim a deduction for this money they will write back to you and say, hi, Leon, yes, we've got your contribution and we're going to treat it as such. Once you have that paperwork, then only look to try and split it so you don't miss out on your deduction. Yeah. Check and see if your fund allows it. 
99% do, but if you're in a fund that doesn't allow it, have a look at your fund. Well, uh, change um, your fund, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Remember, um, split to the older spouse. Um, you don't have to split at all. You can split some. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't split to somebody that's already at their preservation age, and it's a non-cumulative strategy. So if you don't do it this year, you can't catch it up next year. So it's something that you need in the diary, first week of July, lodge my deduction forms, lodge my super splitting forms, and repeat. So once it's done, you don't have to do anything about it for another 12 months. We loop back around and bang on about it next July as well. So think about the long-term benefit of accumulating yeah. money in the older person's name. And it's not always uh, about the age difference. Sometimes it might be about income difference too. If you've got one well, partner that's not spent much time working, you might want to boost up that partner's yeah. uh, super balance. That's right. We spend a lot of time talking about the older person, but yeah. the strategic benefits of moving it into the, the spouse's name to equalise estate planning, yeah. to equalise pensions, to get under the transfer balance cap, to build up superannuation if you've been studying or raising kids or had some time out of the workforce. So make sure your strategies, like we say most weeks, start with why mm. and come backwards from there. So Why? Well, because it's a good <laughs> idea, that's why. Because Luke said so. Luke said so. <laughs> Well, if people want to know what Luke said so, what they need to do is get in touch, isn't it? So, yes. Luke, where can people get more yeah, information? So, uh, 6260 can ring the office and uh, get an appointment in the diary. Envisionfinancial.com.au, we've got the Knowledge Centre, so there's information in there. If you're technically inclined, you want to surf through some videos and written material, we've got the podcast, the strategy stack of Luke Talks Money on iTunes and Spotify, and we've got the YouTube channel, so you can subscribe to Envision Financial Canberra, and you can sit and watch the shows, pause it, take your notes, watch it on the iPhone, on the couch, because nobody watches normal TV anymore, do they? <laughs> uh, well, that depends, you see. Uh, Ash Barty last night, yes, Oof, yes. She's fantastic yeah, stuff. No, she's Great gonna, stuff. She'll get that done, I reckon, so it's yeah, awesome. I've already booked in my viewing time uh, tomorrow night to make sure I don't there miss the, the big final. Uh, I think she's going to go great. Yeah, guns. no, she's going awesome. Fantastic stuff. Um, and uh, we'll be back again next Friday once again to yep. talk some we more will. finances. We do. We've got Andrew Snydro from Hardwick's coming in, much to his uh, fear. <laughs> so he'll be in All to right. talk about tax planning and, uh, and getting your tax return ready for your accountant. Fantastic stuff. Luke, thanks very much. See you next week.